Welcome back to the 12th House Podcast. I'm Michelle, your host and the head witch in charge at Holisticism. And do we have a good episode for you today. It is so good. I can't wait for you to listen. Before we get into it, before I get into my just inimitable guest, I want to talk about some things that are happening because it's Aries season, which is the beginning of the Zodiac. Technically, it's the spring. Feels like it. And I don't know about you. So I'm a triple water. I'm sure you're aware. I feel like I'm. it's like my personality. I mention it all the time. I kind of like I even get annoyed at myself how often I talk about it, but I just feel it so deeply. It's Aries season. Aries is fire season. And the triple water in me is like quaking in my boots, but I also secretly like love Aries. I dated an Aries once. It was really intense. <laughs> There's a lot of yelling, but it was really fun. I'll say that. I'll say it was really fun until it wasn't fun. But I like Aries season, even though it scares me a little bit because it's a little spicier than maybe I would make the salsa, but that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take the spice. Spicy is better than bland. Do you know what I'm saying? So we're in Aries season and it's spring. It's the beginning of life, right? Life is coming back. And I mean, couldn't be more true metaphorically because we're getting our lives back because lots of people are getting access to COVID-19 vaccines and we're starting to like be at the end of this, right? Life as we know it might might go back to some semblance of norm- normalcy. That's really exciting. In the North Node this month, we're talking about this idea of spring and airy season. And we're also talking about spring cleaning and cutting attachments and cords. We have this oh, amazing teacher shaman who's coming in, Mary Lucian, to do a two-part class with us on shamanic healing and clearing old attachments. And we're also doing sort of a spring clean of our brains and our businesses and just getting really laser focused on the vision and what we're what we're trying to create. And I feel that during this time of year so much, like this time of year and October, weirdly, Maybe it's because April is the beginning of Q2 and October is the beginning of Q4. It's when I start to see like I'm so much more motivated now than I was in January because <laughs> there's something about this sort of like fog of a new year that doesn't it doesn't feel like the beginning of the year to me. It still feels like I'm sort of like trudging through something. And this is when I get to I start to like get excited. It's almost like I'm rounding a corner and I'm like, oh, okay. I made it up that first three months. So like maybe I can actually, it's all downhill from here, maybe, you know? And that's, I think probably why organically in our calendar of our business, we have two programs, the Profitable Content Creator Lab, which goes live in April, and then IWA, the Infinite Well Accelerator, which goes live in the end of September, early October, depending on the year. Because there are these times that we feel this like, wave of energy and I just want to ride it. And I feel like it's contagious. Like we all kind of feel it. We start to get like out of our, you know, seasonal effectiveness disorder, (laughs) doom and gloom. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. My depression starts to somewhat lift a little bit. And I'm like, ah, there's a light, there's possibility, there's potential. And like, I'm actually motivated to do something. It's just exciting. It's an exciting time. So PCCL opens next week. I'm so excited. Profitable Content Creator Lab, where we teach you how to intuitively and magically make content that gets you paid. And so we do that by walking you through how to make things like courses and memberships and ebooks and workbooks, all the things, paid content, paid emails. 
but also how to use your content to sell the things that you love, the services that you offer, the physical products that you carry, all that good stuff. So PCCL is one of those, <laughs> to me, it's the curriculum. I've been teaching a series of classes called Recession Proof Skills for the last couple of weeks. My last class is this week on Friday. And to me, being able to make content and make money off your content is a recession proof skill because no matter what, people want to ingest content. Look at the last year of what's happened, right? We've had this huge economic downturn for many people. A lot of really wealthy people made even more money this year. But even when everything was shut down, right? We couldn't go to restaurants or go see movies or be outside. We were still ingesting content, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, podcasting like went through the roof. You're probably signing up for online courses and digital courses. You probably joined a couple of membership communities virtually. If not your local yoga studio, then maybe a copywriting platform or something like the North Node. And it's so interesting to me that people think that content is this like floofy, I don't know, light, extraneous thing that is like an extra, that if there's extra money lying around or if there's extra time lying around, people take content in. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. And this has been true since the dawn of time, like, or not the dawn of time, but since we could ingest content, since we could read books, since we, we could see plays, since we could look at art, since we could take things in, consume, right? We have. It's very rarely the first thing to go away. In fact, sometimes it is the only thing that people make and budget time and energy for. So not only is just the skill set of being able to make profitable content important if you have a business because you want to make money and you want your business to have longevity, but it's also something that no matter what is happening in the world is always going to be a valuable skill. You will always find a way to take the skills, the strategies, the frameworks, the lessons that you learn in a course like Profitable Content Creator Lab, or if you're a content creator, period, and you know how to make profitable content, you'll know how to take those skill sets and apply them outside of your business to another person's business or another person's product or service and help them. And that's always going to be an in-demand skill. So the way I think about it is, even if you don't want to make content, if you want to be a content creator for other people, if you want to be a consultant or a producer or an editor, you have to understand how this stuff works and know how to make people dollar bills out of it. So anyways, PCCL goes live next week. Oh, so excited. It's open from April 19th to April 25th. So if you want to sign up, make sure you're on our email list because you are going to get a note about it. And we'll put a, a link in the show notes here so that you can get early access if you want to. But also just come to class because I've been teaching these free classes that are super valuable. I should charge money for them. Maybe I'll put them out and I'll, I'll actually put, a, put them behind a paywall because they are super valuable. But my last free class is this week. So you can sign up for it. And when you sign up for class, you actually get early access to the early bird price for PCCL. So if you want the discounted rate, very discounted rate, then go ahead and sign up. Okay. On that note, actually, we're talking to an incredible content creator today, Dajay James. Ugh, I love her. <laughs> what a brilliant human being and just shining light of authenticity. And I want to say zero fucks given, but in a really like not in a scary way. In fact, one of the things that we talked about today, because you know how sometimes when people are like, I don't give a fuck. You're like, yeah, okay, please don't like light my house on fire. I don't want like, I, I, that's cool that you don't give a fuck, but oh, 
are you? Dajay is not like that. And in fact, in this conversation, we talked about what it's like to be perceived by other people and have other people be intimidated by you. And I just really appreciated Dajay's candor in sharing that experience. And it's a really good conversation. We talk about the gene keys. We talk about creating community intuitively. We talk about being projectors. We talk about all the things. We talk about love and working with people that you've dated or you've been in a relationship with and more. And I think that you're really going to love Dajay's perspective. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode and let me know what you think. Dajay, welcome <laughs> to the 12th House Podcast. It's so good to see you. Thank you. You too. How long have we known each other now on the internet? Because this is the first time we're talking IRL, I think. Yeah. I think since the summer was... Feels like I... an age. Feels like it's been an eternity. Like since I the summer. I feel so too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's been a long time. Multiple lifetimes have happened since the summertime. <laughs> yes. And I was so just taken with like the presence that you have in the digital ethers. I'm like really leaning in lately to this idea of the multiverse, right? I guess I'm not personally leaning into it more than anyone else, but I'm thinking about it a lot and thinking about these spaces that are not happening IRL or like in the material realm. And Mm -hmm. instead of just thinking about the spiritual world, I'm also thinking about the digital ether And like how that is like its own sort of like place. Yes. And universe. And it's living like beside our universe. And it's so interesting and weird and trying to think about it in that way. And in this weird murky place, you are just such a breath of fresh air from the Mm -hmm. way that you talk to like the poetry. Your posts are like poetry and you're just, Mm -hmm. you seem so clear. So I wanted to ask you, like, before we even got started, like, where does that come from? Like, how are you so clear? And does it feel so clear for you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a projector with a hard two line. Okay. So that's probably some of that, like, appears to be very clear. (laughs) (laughs) But I promise that so much of what I share is coming from my own tossle with just the material that I, you're speaking my language with, I was literally telling somebody earlier today who was asking about my services and how I think about the internet. And I'm just like, the internet's a portal. (laughs) It is a material that we can work with. Mm -hmm. It's not the boogeyman. It's even though it can feel that way sometimes. And so when I think about the internet, I just think there is a poem that I wrote actually a long time ago when I was a traveling poet who joined the circus. Okay. We're going to have to put a pin in that. (laughs) (laughs) That happened. It's I'd rather be a siren singing one note into the dark, asking it to break in the stars than to be silent. And that's like, that's how I see the, the internet. That's how I see, I think my voice even, or like what I get to do with my voice in this lifetime. Wow. You know, when you said, when that word silent sort of hung in the air, it made me think about how much fear there is on the internet for people to speak truth to what they believe. And how 
much energy can be sort of like thrown behind ideas. It's almost like a whirlwind of, or like a firestorm that can be created just like by a single match so quickly on the internet that I think a lot of people are afraid of. I see this a lot. I see it in myself. I see it in other people. I see it in my students of this fear, half fear of being seen because what if I'm seen and then what if I am a, like that firestorm comes for me and mm-hmm. I have no control over it and I don't know how to like hide from it or save myself from it. And I think that that's a really big fear for a lot of people that's holding us back in a lot of ways. Do you feel into that at all? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. The the fear of being canceled, the fear of being consumed mm. by the energy of the internet is so real. Even some of my some of my clients have been canceled in big ways that are just so it's it's scary. It's real. Whoa. It's valid. It's valid. <laughs> wow. Okay. So how do you define the word cancel? Because I think that even I would, I mean, there are gonna be people who are like mad that we're even having a conversation about cancel culture to which I say, okay, be mad. But like, I think it's an interesting conversation. So how do you define canceled? Mm -hmm. I think of it as when a person or a group of people tries to strip away another person's opportunity to connect Mm. in wholehearted self-sovereign ways Mm. and it's control. I don't take any political stances against or for cancel culture mm-hmm. or canceling at all. But when I see the impact of it on any person's world or life, I just believe that cancel culture, maybe I do take a slight political stance that if cancel culture were done well, it would be done in the court of law. Mm. And that's where it kind of belongs in that all other instances to hold accountability within community need to be done in a way that honors the person's humanity Mm. and so I just think that cancel culture is kind of like high school where you just try to tear away somebody's humanity and their chance of connecting by controlling the way that other people think about them Mm. it's petty in a lot of ways I can see validity in the way that some people feel about it And it's also kind of like that firestorm Mm -hmm. of like internet energy that just consumes. And yeah, it's, this is not like a neat answer. (laughs) It's not a neat response, but the nuances are that like a person who knows that they're about to cancel someone knows that they're starting a forest fire. Yeah. And to me, that is like, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that Mm. totally yeah I don't think that there is a like clean neat tidy answer you know (laughs) like it is that's a thing the internet and with people is that it is we like love black and white right we love either or we want Mm -hmm. clarity we want to like understand where (laughs) something sits we want to categorize things I'm reading this book Mm -hmm. called black and white thinking that is amazing. It's like breaking my brain in a really good way. Just recently came out and it was written during COVID. So it has really current references to this black or white thinking. And it talks about how humans, like we just want to categorize things in order to understand 
the level Mm -hmm. of safety, right? Like if I can categorize something that I see on my lawn as a sprinkler, then I know it's not going to kill me, right? If I can't categorize things, then I have no idea how safe they are or how violent they might be. And so I think that we have this tendency to want to categorize and simplify and reduce things down to the lowest common denominator. And that's like what leads to all problems because like being a human is complex and nuanced and Mm -hmm. there's not like one rote answer. There's not one right answer or one correct way to go about things. And yeah, yeah, it takes more energy that way though. It takes more energy from us. Like, to not apply like a templatized response or answer to every single thing that we see. And I don't know if everyone has that energy. Because it requires you to care. (laughs) 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 Yeah, totally. And also even saying that, I'm like, that's so, it's so exhausting though. Like caring is (laughs) so exhausting as a Pisces, sun, cancer rising, Scorpio moon. Let me just tell you, caring is exhausting. (laughs) I'm a Gemini sun, Aquarius moon, and a Libra rising, so I feel you. I You care for the collective. I do. <laughs> I love the collective. And caring can feel really exhausting. It can feel like that matchbox energy of just, you know, what is like what is the what is the risk of caring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this moment. Totally. And and it's so contradictory or maybe contraindicatory to some philosophies and also some like wellness conversation, right? Which is like sort of detachment or stoicism Mm. or equanimity. And yeah, how do you like balance those two things? How do you care for all beings and do meta meditation and also like let every single thing kind of like come through you and kind of Mm -hmm. be apathetic towards it? Or I don't know, neutral towards it. Neutral. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't have the answers. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) I was asking you. I was hoping you would know. (laughs) Uh, um, Nope. (laughs) I am. This is why I have this big ass book on my desk. The Gene Keys. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about the Gene Keys. So you mentioned your projector. That's human design. And okay. Tell me about the Gene Keys because we have the Gene Keys book at home. Someone gave it. So, okay. So my partner is diagnosed with cancer a couple years ago. And when he got sick, like all these people like started giving him weird presents. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, people get weird when around like the idea of death. And so someone gave him the book of the Gene Keys and like gave him a free Gene Keys reading and was like, here's your life's purpose, blah, blah, blah. It kind of went in one ear out the other, I think unfortunately for Ethan, but we have the book and neither of us understand it or know how it works. All I know is that it's like an offshoot of human design. So how did you get into it? And like, I've been seeing on your stories that you're deep, that it is like dragging you. And I want to hear more about this. Absolutely. So I got into the gene cues because someone in our ecosystem, he's actually my business partner, Davey. He kind of stays up to tabs on all of our human design and connects all of our circuits and channels and all of our gene keys. He's like our project manager, but he's like a new earth project manager. Oh my gosh. Did he pull the chart of your team? Because you can do that on genetic matrix and like see where... (gasps) 
Did it blow your <laughs> mind? Yeah, it was pretty revealing. And yeah, it was mm. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> I got into the Gene Keys because he was kind of like, I think you need to read this about yourself. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> he was like, what here's is- some gentle feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Except my gene keys are like literally dragging me to hell. (laughs) My gene keys are basically like, be careful not to become a tyrant. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. I don't see that in you. I feel like you don't really need to worry about that, but I guess thanks for the warning gene keys. (laughs) I mean... And I, are you familiar with Enneagram as well? Yes. What are you an Enneagram? I'm a seven with the hard eight wing. Oh, interesting. So I'm a four I'm, with a five wing. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing though. I love that. I think that's what everybody thinks that I am. And I, when they meet I was going to say, that seems like what you might be, but I, I, I also see a seven and I said, I see, I just wish I was one of those high numbers. Like you guys are fun. <laughs> There's no hierarchy. <laughs> but they're fun. No, I mean like everything above five, I'm like, they sound like the people you want in a party. Like that's, those are the fun people. I don't know. <laughs> well, the seven wing eight, the enthusiast and the, the challenger and I'm really through reading my gene keys, I'm starting to make sense of the eight mm. aspect of me, the projector in me, the like Gemini in me with the Leo and Mars is there. Mm. It's it's very there. Like when I'm activated in my work, I'm a I'm like a general. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I was in, in the North Node. <laughs> I did the, the past life regression. Yeah. And it, Freaked me out so badly. I never did another one because I, <laughs> oh, no. I found out that I was this like warrior, like <laughs> warrior princess who like was one of the founders of Voodoo. Like it was, Whoa. which is like kind of like a big thing. It's like part of the, off the coast of Western Benin. It was like wildly specific. It was specific. Wow. And did so you, intense. did you know about that history <laughs> prior to no. <gasps> Whoa. no oh that's what I love about past life regression when it's like hey here's all this information that you've never googled that you're right about so good luck trying to figure that out I know I went into this past life regression wondering why it why do people see me as intense like I'm just here yo like I'm just here <laughs> and I I am soft I am soft I'm an artist you know what I'm saying But then like when you get closer, there is an intensity that I bring to the table. Like I know what I want Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty insistent upon like showing up to my creative process and to a lot of people they've communicated to me that that's intimidating and like, you know, I want to learn about it Mm -hmm. and I want to learn from you, but I'm also scared. (laughs) Like. I don't really know how to like say all of this stuff out loud because it makes me kind of sound like an asshole sometimes. And I'm like, I'm not trying to sound, you don't like, sound an like an asshole. And I actually like really identify with that. I got, I get told a lot that I'm intimidating um, mm. and like that I've got this hard 
like my my college friends always used to call me pointy Michelle because I was like just like mm-hmm. pointy and hard and like all edges, you know, and so tough. Mm-hmm. And but I'm really soft and cry all the time, you know, and, the, and if you're like in my <laughs> inner circle, I'm like, I love you so much. Never leave yes. me. You're the best. Like, you know, baby. But then to other people, yeah. a little sometimes intimidating. But I I think it for you, I feel like it's integrity that's really intimidating to people. Mm-hmm. And it can mm. feel like, yeah, that there it's just, we, we see such a lack of integrity these days and mm-hmm. in the world. So when someone has that and it's like in their DNA, I think it's, that can be, that can feel intense, right? Cause it's like that yeah. crystal clarity going back to kind of like when we first met on the internet, that, that like people just don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, they don't know how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's an interest. I like that observation. The best is better than you're really intense. <laughs> right. right. Also, like, how are you supposed to respond? Uh, all, how are you supposed to respond? Like, how are you supposed to respond to that? And second, why, why is intensity bad? Like, it's not, you know, it's not, it's, I think of it as like, I've, I've just been on this journey of trying to fall in love with my aura, just like mm. love myself. Because when I read my jingies, I'm really tempted to feel ashamed of how I come across to people mm. over time is like, they start to become disenchanted. This is not with everybody, but for the people who haven't recognized my projector aura, I guess you could say, they become disenchanted with the poetic side of me. And they start to see this person who takes up a lot of space energetically, even though like, it's just like the intensity thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do I fall in love with my purity? How do I fall in love with this like aura streaming from my body in a way that is just intense and pure and, and here for the intention. And my gene keys read it back to me in a way that was just like, this is how, this is how you can transmute this powerful energy that you were born with. And there's nothing you can do about, you know, having it. And it's this, it's the city. It's like the, the S I D D H I aspect of it. That Mm -hmm. is like your transformed self. And so, and then that also talks about the shadows aspect. So my primary gene key is the 45th gene key which is the gate of gathering together in human design. Mm. And it's all about cosmic communion. But the shadow of the 45th is dominance. Mm. So I may not be like like a Donald Trump, for example. (laughs) You can blank out that name. You can... (laughs) I might not be like a... But I, because I know, kind of know what I want really quickly, Mm. I make quick decisions. It can tend to, like, people will tend to defer to me. Like, even in our ecosystem, we're navigating this right now. Like, I'm calling you in to, like, take up space. I want to see us transform into a hierarchy where I'm not the only one making all of the decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, you have magic and medicine to bring to the table that is equally as potent and and necessary for this time as mine is. So how can we transform together, right? And 
if I'm not active about that, how I see it playing out practically in my team structure is dominance Mm -hmm. or dominating a conversation, which I could probably stop talking now. No, this is the reason you're here. (laughs) (laughs) They they hear enough of me. Trust me. I get the feedback. (laughs) They're they're like, we we got it. We like to hear when when the guests talk. So we know Michelle. So you're doing great. But it is interesting to be on a team and to get out of paternalism of (sighs) that hierarchy of one person knowing the right thing, especially if like if you are the innovator or the visionary, like if you kind of hold that identity on your team Mm -hmm. and it can be very, very challenging to Mm -hmm. train people because that's Mm -hmm. all that we're doing is just like teaching people how to communicate and interact by modeling, Mm -hmm. train them to like not look for one right answer. And also that the one right answer doesn't come from one right person Uh, is a group effort. And also like, I don't know. I'll speak from the eye. I also struggle. So the person who's been running this company the longest, who's been at my company the longest, who, mm-hmm. you know, has, has had a lot of experience during this, that sometimes mm-hmm. I do know better just because I've had more experience doing something. So how yes. do you sort of like walk the line between those, those two things? And it's really hard. <laughs> I, I find it yes. to be really hard. Like it is, that takes the most energy for me mm-hmm. and that I didn't want to hire people for a long time because I was so scared to be a manager of others and not even a manager, but just like co-creative with other people because I totally feel that same shadow of like dominance Mm -hmm. and intimidation and, and it not being on purpose. And that I think Mm -hmm. is like the most painful part of like, but I thought I was being good, but I thought I was being open, but I thought I was making this place feel comfortable for everyone. And then to hear that people are still scared of you or still intimidated, even though you try so hard is it's so like demoralizing. Yeah. I, yes. Same. (laughs) I hear you. I am like sitting here like, Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's scary because you, you want to show up and love and you want to, you're doing this because you, you, because your love and your heart is in it. Mm -hmm. Well, at least that's why I'm doing it. Right. I don't know about you, Michelle. <laughs> Trust me, if this wasn't about love, I would have quit a really long time ago. <laughs> I could do a lot of things and make it a lot easier and probably make a lot more money. So yes, it's all about, it's about love. And also just like some divine alignment of like, this is the only path. This is the only right way. Like for you mm-hmm. right now, this is the only possibility. There is no other, like this is it. Yeah. So it's about love and you want to come from love, (laughs) but love is also truth. You know, love and truth are the same. Yeah. And sometimes the truth is like not cuddly and cute, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and that can be just, it's just, it's so much to like, again, humans are a lot. There are a lot of things and Yeah. And it can be really intimidating if you want to be that leader in love. And that's also part of your purpose, right? Is to like, yes, we're not here to do this by ourselves. That's actually something I learned in a past life regression. I had this Mm -hmm. past life experience where I like, you know, did everything by myself and I was good and I was happy. And I, I was on my deathbed and I was like, but I didn't need to do it all alone. Like I could have done it with other people. And that's my lesson Mm. in this life is like, just because you can do it fast by yourself doesn't mean it's going to be worthwhile. 
Like sometimes Agreed. you got to go a little slower and like loop pe- more people in and like let them come with you. That's quite literally, that's been the lesson of this season mm. for me of like, yeah, okay. Okay. Going slower and making, making a lot less money, <laughs> like stepping into that process of going slower being a part of community, integrating myself into a community that truly like feels called to be here. And I feel called to be in community with them. I feel like drawn, magnetized to these people at this time. That means something more than me being able to do excellent work on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it literally is the demolishing of hierarchy which is what the 45th gene key is here to do. Mm. It's here to, to in their own way, diminish or not diminish or to like disintegrate hierarchy mm. into heterarchy through synarchy. <laughs> Lots of archies. I know. I was, gonna, I was like, I'm going to have to Google that one. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's, it's also like, so when I read it, I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was like early in the morning and I was in my bed and I was reading and I was like, fuck yes. This is my love language right here. Right here. Bitch. Like, where is? Get your <laughs> it's so like the cool. Whole book is highlighted. And it's also like everyone, this is an audio form piece of content, but this giant book, it's like probably four inches tall and it's like eight by 11. It's not like a, it's not like a like pamphlet. It's like a, it's like three Bibles. Like it is huge. It's it's three human design books (laughs) stacked on top of each other. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) So do you find that the gene keys, because... So, okay, I, this might be incorrect, but what I know of the Gene Keys is that the guy who wrote them or like sort of channeled them was a poet and who Mm. studied under Ra, the guy who created Mm -hmm. human design. And he sort of like part, like got even in, in even more depth and detail into sort of like the elements of human design, but sort of unpack them in different ways. So you Mm -hmm. wouldn't like hold up your human design you know, body graph and be able to really like read the gene keys to understand it. You have to get like another chart done, but they do like kind of go together. Is that right? Or am I like totally bastardizing that? Yeah, I think that's right. But don't quote me because I'm not an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly nor nor am I. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, from what I understand that, that is correct. Cause I feel like the gene keys actually help me understand my human design a little bit better cool. and have a lot more grace for my design mm. and spaciousness for being a projector. Cause do you not like being a projector? Mm, when I found out, I was like, you mean I get to preserve my energy from all of these people out here? <laughs> <laughs> I almost said something else. <laughs> So that part of it, I really do love like that we get to take naps and then manifest a whole bunch of shit from that. Or I love being able to like, go to sleep and like wake up with an entire plan. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really fun for me. What I don't like is repeating myself to people who I do need to understand. 
<laughs> I'm like, you're, you haven't recognized me, but like, I do need you to <laughs> understand what it is that's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so how do you recognize me it? now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be an asshole to you, but I got to speak my truth. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this feels very, as a, as a fellow projector, I am having like shame flashbacks, you know, where you're just like, oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. I remember. Ugh. Every time, oh. every time I did something like do something like that, just like, oh man, Whew, it's tough, it's tough stuff. It's a journey, you know, of self love. And I'm, yeah, I'm sorry if that brought back flash, <laughs> no, flashbacks for you. <laughs> I just discovered my human design a year ago. Really? And yeah, it was revolutionary. It changed my whole life wow. and my business. Like, didn't have another single sales call ever. Oh and yeah. My business never, tripled. never again, ever, never pitch ever. yourself, never do a cold email. Never. Like, Oh. Oh, all the things that are actually giving me, making me nauseated right now as we mm-hmm. speak, like you, you don't have to do them in that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't do a sales call. All the people listening out there, like you can, yeah, it's just like, it's can. a different feeling. It's not like you're cold calling someone and like convincing them to love you. It's just like, mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's just different. It's a different vibe. It's just a different vibe, like totally different vibe. And yeah, it's just been really amazing. And I've, it's a journey (laughs) to, I think it's a journey, especially if you're trying to build a company Mm -hmm. to be a projector. So Davey, thankfully, who's on my team in our ecosystem, and he's also my business partner, he's a manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. But Michael, who is my other business partner, is also a projector. So we we have an ecosystem stacked with projectors. It's equally split, split between gen- manifesting generators in particular mm-hmm. and projectors. <laughs> So that's a good team uh, though. That's a, that's really good. MGs work really well with projectors. I think mm-hmm. like they, m- maybe I'm just super biased because my partner, my husband is an MG and then Wallace on our team, who's like, I would say my creative partner is an MG as well. And like, mm-hmm. man, I need their energy. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. really bad. And they also really need me to be like, Here's your two choices. You can pick between yes. this or this. Which one do you yes want? Yes and no question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like, all right, here's an idea. I want you to start here. Now you get to go like run with it and be creative. But like, mm-hmm. here's the big brilliant idea. And here's like where we want it to go. And now like do your magic on it. How did you meet your two partners? <laughs> <laughs> she blushed through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so... Michael and I met on Hinge. I have many friends who listen to this podcast who I met on Hinge, who I dated. So I don't think there's anything embarrassing about that. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so yeah, we met on Hinge and we had really beautiful connection and also have similar ideas of building ecosystems Mm. and building like he wants to found a town a sovereign town cool that's laid on top of another town that has like a totally different set of principles and values and moves different I just think it's mm, mm, so cool (laughs) and so in alignment because 
Yeah. And then Davey and I met through another friend of ours at a fire, but we had been in community, been in the same, you know, how sometimes like the town gets small and all the bougie weirdos hang out at the same bar. (laughs) And that's kind of how I've known him for years because we hung out in all the same places and had a similar network. But over this last year, we've like really connected in kind of a quantum sense almost. Mm have fallen in love with the work of building together. So that's so cool. And so do you all work on brave school together? Cause it seems like you're really the face of brave school. I don't feel like I hear a lot from the two of them. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah. They're way more behind the scenes Mm. than they will be. (laughs) (laughs) Hopes and dreams. They're like listening to this podcast, like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've already had the conversation. It's cool. It's cool. Seasonality. Seasonality. And yeah, so they do. Michael also is founding two other businesses at the moment. MG. So he's projector. What? How? (laughs) (laughs) Because Michael has, Michael's like a freaking wizard. He is an actual wizard. Wow. It's amazing. And his Jewish ancestors always come to him and they're like, this is what you've got to do. (laughs) (laughs) These are like the ancestors who survived Auschwitz and like built grocery stores from scratch in the North. And just like, he's like, they're just like, this is what you got to do. This is how you build a sovereign town. (laughs) And he's like, bet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. Let's do this. Like, it's amazing. So he has a, his background is in tech he always finds his way to be like the founder's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Projector energy yep. on blast. Yep. So, yeah, he's <laughs> he's amazing. So he's, I could talk about his work all day. So but he's well-positioned <laughs> to, to do that. I mean, I feel like working in tech was like the best education I could ever get in how to mm-hmm. run a business and also how to absolutely not ever fucking run a business. Like the both, yeah. both and of it all. And like on hyperdrive, like super accelerated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, Especially in the startup world. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, the company, it's a different company every six months. That's what they say. Whether mm-hmm. you're working at a company and, and then when you become a CEO, they're like, cool. You're the CEO of this company. It's going to be different in six months. It's like a completely different company. It's like you started a different organization mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared for that. And like that also can be really, mm, it's like a breakneck speed to grow at for better or worse. Yeah. And so it can be very jarring, you know, Oh yeah. growing pains are, yes. And growing pains are really real. And mm-hmm. it seems like you have this philosophy from a brave school. And I know it's something that we talk about at holisticism too. And it's like, we don't just want growth for the sake of growth. Like that's, mm-hmm. That's such a silly metric or such a silly KPI to, to, to study. And that's not like we're, we want to build for longevity, like yes. in every sense of the word of longevity of the self, right? Like I want to be around for a long time. I don't want to burn out longevity for our people and like longevity for this planet. Like we want our work to be generative and regenerative. So how do you do that at Brave School? I have a framework that I've been working with for a while and it's like, it's a proprietary framework of 
our company mm. founding space, which is the umbrella for Brave School, called Fertile Frameworks. Mm. So the idea is that transformation or state change is not linear. Mm. And if we want to build sustainably, we have to lean into a more cyclical model that models the way that nature unfolds from itself. Mm. So that's like actually what we were talking about earlier, that's synarchy. Mm -hmm. So all of our frameworks are like just soaked in this idea that if it doesn't circle back around and continue to expand and grow in a circular or cyclical format, then it's going to fizzle out. Mm. So preparing for cyclical, Mm. for cyclical transformation is being willing to lean into the process and say, we're not through. Mm. And there really isn't an end to growth. There isn't an end to expansion. And you're right. Expansion for expansion's sake is empty. It's void. So why are we expanding? Mm. What does strategy look like to this framework? Well, strategy is not you know, something that came to me from my ancestors earlier was that strategy is revealed. It's not created. Mm -hmm. So strategy is about like getting low to the ground and and listening to what the context Mm. is and responding to the context based off of what you hear. Mm. So this cyclical framework is like dialing in. It it comes from, honestly, it comes from working in in a coffee shop for a really long time (laughs) while also like working at a finance company and being their designer and also doing like all of these other things. I was a wild ass projector in these streets. I don't know what I was doing, but I was tired, (laughs) but I was doing it. I was learning, (laughs) but also like dialing it in. Like when you get into the coffee shop in the morning, the first thing you do before you take the chairs down, before you do anything is you dial in those beans. I cannot stand a cup of coffee from coffee shops. I am a snob. I'm a coffee snob. I'm not going <laughs> to lie about it. But they don't dial in their espresso. Like, do not give me that. What is like, even dialing it? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't do this. I, when I make coffee and I'm off the sauce for right now, but I do like, I fucking love the air dry, freeze dried coffee. Mm-hmm. Organic. Mm. You're judging me so hard, but it's okay. I'm not. The no, I'm organic not. freeze dried coffee, the super fancy <laughs> stuff. Dude, it's good. I'm gonna send you some. <laughs> it's good. You're gonna change your mind. I believe you. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready to be changed. But it's this like so when dialing when dialing an espresso, basically you're taking an account like okay, so how much? Think about a coffee grinder mm-hmm. and all the spro that's inside that coffee grinder. The air pressure, the moisture inside of that container, all of those things affect the way that the beans taste Mm -hmm. to the tongue. Yeah. And so every morning when you come in, you have to adjust the grind. Mm. So the how big the grind is, adjusting how much goes into the puck of your espresso your espresso puck. And adjusting the weight, adjusting the pull time on the water, Mm. like to create consistency with the bean because the bean is always changing states. Mm. It is not static. And so the older it gets, the more aerated it becomes, right? Or like when espresso, how am I talking about coffee right now? (laughs) I love it. I'm like, I'm, I'm riveted. Tell me more. I had no idea. Like life is so complex. I just thought that they, you like, whatever, you just grind it up. And I'm like, no, you're right. It is changing state. We're all changing states. Like, 
This is, yes. it's true. We are constantly changing state. Like we are in a process of change. We're never <laughs> arriving. And so we need to always be dialing it in. Like that yes. should be the thing, right? Yes. Always That's be dialing it, it in. <laughs> always be dialing it in. Get your ass to the ground and listen to what, listen to your people. We have in Brave School, one of the, the foundation of brand strategy, which is how Brave School started as a six-week brand strategy like intensive. And then I was like, we need more time to, <laughs> we just, we need a lot more time than six weeks to do this work. And so now it's like a 12 month container yeah. instead of, it went to three months and now it's 12. And I send people back my one-to-one clients. If y'all are listening, you know, if you haven't done market research, if you haven't spent time with your community, if you haven't had conversations, Mm-mm. Oh yeah, you're gonna either use this time on the call today to do your conversations with your community <laughs> that we schedule. <laughs> you're like, or... you're doing your homework. I don't care when you're fucking doing it, but you're doing your homework. There's no option not to. There's nothing I can do. I can't help if you're not listening, mm. right? I can't help you do strategy mm-hmm. because I'm not here to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. That's like this. That's the magic of strategy to me. Is like. Everybody is innately strategic. Everybody has a story that's unfolding out of them all the time. And it's not a story that's linear. It is a story that is cyclical. That is, it's, it's bending and folding with the seasons. We are not just these beings that wake up one day out of the womb and we live these linear lives. And so why would we expect business to be the same way? Mm. A, a user journey is not... <laughs> a straightforward process. It has a lot of loops. It contains a lot of like backwards and forwards. It's dance. It's, uh. Yeah. So I could just continue to talk. I love with this. No, no, I love it. I'm here for it. I think that this is like, people need to talk about this more because they mm-hmm. don't like, there's this weird myth in the world I see it all the time. And it like used to really, really, really make me angry. It was like kind of, like how manifestation talk used to make me just like absolutely livid because I was like, this is bullshit. You know, like this is new, you're telling people lies. That's another conversation for another day. I'm not prepared to have it right now, but Heard. I see so much intuitive business conversation out there. And when we bring in mysticism and magic into our work, which I think we always are, whether we realize it or not, but mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be like, Oh, just like throw your hands up and like, just trust and magic, you know, magic will just happen. I'm like, have you ever fucking done magic before? It takes a lot of work. Right. <laughs> like It takes, it's it takes, a lot of intention. Yes. And the right ingredients mm. and the right materials yes. and the right yes. timing and the right energy yes. around you. And by the way, like if you're trying to fucking multitask and do magic, guess what? You are going to end up with a fucked up spell and something that mm-hmm. you did not want to happen. And even when you do a spell perfectly, there are so, still some things that you overlook the Mm -hmm. in the way that you craft your spell where you're like well I didn't think about that loophole so yeah okay (laughs) great I accidentally made something that I wasn't intending and you really it isn't like you just throw your hands in the air and you're like cool let's hope this thing happens Mm -hmm. it's it's not that and I get that people want business to be really easy and the thing is like life is simple life is Mm -hmm. simple magic is simple intuitive business is simple. Strategy is simple, but it's Mm -hmm. not easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That part. (laughs) And like, I think that we often look for hacks and like tricks 
and, you know, quick fixes mm-hmm. in lieu of strategy because, mm-hmm. and the thing is like those, those hacks and tricks might work for a season. They might work for a time, yeah. but they are not, they're a bandaid. They like, they don't yeah. have longevity to your point right. that strategy mm-hmm. does. And you can mm-hmm. only really figure out strategy when you get more information. And we always <laughs> say that intuition is information. Yes. But so is information. And information mm-hmm. is like, you know, talking to your clients, doing user testing, getting mm-hmm. feedback, all the things that you that you yeah. just mentioned that you make people do for homework. Yeah. Honestly, I think all of that is intuitive. Mm-hmm. It's intuitive. It's listening. Mm-hmm. It's bringing your spidey senses to the table in really like flamboyant fashions is like really cool and perks. Mm-hmm. Like I when did I I wrote this in an article or something. I think I just put it in a blog post. I don't know. But like being an intuitive like business owner or like bringing intuition into your business can look like spidey senses turning on and off and like downloading all your programs from your inner goddess. And that's a perk. Totally. (laughs) Totally. I'm nodding. I'm nodding and smiling. I'm like, yes, and. Perk. (laughs) And it's not the whole story. Like you can't just do that and then forget to like hook up your Zapier connections. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you're like, no, no, no. I'm just going to manifest that these emails are going to float into my inbox. It's like, fine. It's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. Quantum, you know? No. No, I don't know. (laughs) I know about these emails. I know about these dishes about to get done. (laughs) It's like, that's how we think about it in our ecosystem. It's like, what's doing the Dharma and doing the dishes? And the secret is that doing the dishes is doing the Dharma. So amen. That's true. We got to send these emails. We got to hook up these Zapier connections. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And, and like, I think that that's, we're talking about like frameworks, right? And <laughs> within frameworks, this goes back to the black and white or the either or thinking, right? Within frameworks, it doesn't have to be like, oh, if we're going to use emails, we have to use a funnel and the funnel needs to look <laughs> like this and it has to be this swipe copy. Like that. Oh my God. Yeah. That, or, you know what? We're just not going to plan any emails. It's just going to be like, let's follow our intuition. Mm. And just when you want to send an email, you send an email. It's like, okay. Great. Those are two ends of the spectrum, but mm-hmm. we know that we don't live in a binary. My guys, we don't live in a binary. We know yeah. that there is so much more in between that. And that's where your intuition and your creativity and all mm-hmm. the good, juicy goodness gets to really like flow out of you. And I agree, you know, in North Node this month, we're talking about un- the unconscious and how mm-hmm. unconscious subconscious intuition needs a framework in order to run really mm-hmm. free and go really deep. Because yes. or else it's not safe to do so because yes. there are no bounds. And it's kind of like the Roomba when you were talking about cyclical growth, right? The Roomba yes. vacuum has to come back home and mm-hmm. recharge and have a like docking space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me on this. No, I'm with you. <laughs> I love this. This is my shit. <laughs> And I think that like our intuition needs our unconscious or subconscious needs that docking space, right? Like, okay, safe. It's kind of like when I get in bed at night with my partner, I'm just like, safe. Airlocking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we mistake 
that like safety or that cycle or that framework for something that's fencing us in when in reality, it's like the skeleton that's holding us up and like that we need in order to move forward, I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I think of frameworks like channels. Mm. There's they're channels that the work flows through. Mm. Like it's alchemy, mm. spell work. It's abracadabra is beautiful. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also abracadabra do the work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> abracadabra work. Yes, that's going to be amazing. Somebody tweet that. That's good. <laughs> Create space for change mm-hmm. to happen. Create intentional space for change to happen. And yes, put those into like the liminal, all of it is a part of it. Like the liminal, I call it the tension. Mm. And because all of, I feel like our cells are held together in tension. Mm. It's not a bad, I don't see that word as bad. Yeah. Like something bad is happening. I see it as uh, like water tension. Yes. Mm -hmm. What we thought was static is actually not. Mm -hmm. It's in motion. Energy is moving. And so how do we move this energy in an intentional way? Through a channel. Mm. It's going somewhere Mm -hmm. with with intention. (laughs) No, I love what you said about the frameworks being the channel. I'm like kind of obsessed with mental models and... Mm partially because I kind of sometimes feel like I don't understand people and like how people think like I I'm sure everyone feels this way but like a little bit like an alien sometimes where you're like why are Mm -hmm. people that way I'm people like why why (laughs) are we like this you know and mental models are like endlessly fascinating because they just show us a framework for how people Mm -hmm. tend to think and tend to act and tend to be and when you understand mental models and frameworks, your life gets so much easier because you mm-hmm. don't have to like prove, yes, prove things. It's like, yeah, yes. it's like um, a, a secret pathway of like a secret shortcut mm-hmm. through the forest or like through the jungle where you like get to your destination so much more quickly and like, yeah, without having to machete your way through it. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You said it. <laughs> my God. I feel like my brain broke open in a really good way. Like I want to talk to projectors all the time. I just love, I love it. I want to talk to you all the time. It's not projectors. I just want to talk to you and hang out with you. That's, so kind. That's super kind. Um, this was, yeah, this is such a great conversation. I love all the things that we talked about today. It was so good. We went there. We went all over the place. We, we went from Gene Keys to... Roombas, you know, <laughs> to, to Africa do the work. <laughs> yes. Important. Important. That's, I mean, that's magic. You're, you're literally as it is in heaven. So it is below, mm. right? You're bringing brave school, which is, we've been talking about it. It's an institute of dreaming. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is like, you are bringing your dreams down into reality. And that could do the fucking work like mm-hmm. it's bring it on down to the ground yep and yeah 
I open the Akashic Records a ton and mm-hmm. I'm sure you do too. And something yeah, I that I love, love them. I love many yeah. things about the Akashic Records. Number one, I'm, I love their sass. I just love yes. when someone just like tells me straight and is like, stop fucking answering that, asking that question. Like we already <laughs> told you the answer. That's my record. Yes, to ask. my guides are. <laughs> Every time they're like, you, we already answered this. So I don't know why you're asking it again. It's great. I love that tough love. But I also, oh, I love like being reminded consistently that anything that we're tapping into shows us the most likely outcome based on the trajectory that we're on. And we have free will to choose our destiny. We have free will to say, you know what? I don't like this trajectory anymore. Like (laughs) deuces, I'm out. And Mm -hmm. on, on the same, on the flip side of that, just because you see something or you like have a vision that you can create something in the world or that something is coming to you doesn't mean you can just like be a blob on the couch and like hope that it will just appear in front of your eyes. Like it takes Mm -hmm. you staying on that trajectory, staying on that path, like moving towards Mm -hmm. it to make it happen to you. And yeah, Abra could do the Mm -hmm. fucking work. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. My ancestors continue to show me, and these particular, this one is indigenous to American soil. Mm. And she's the one who comes up a lot in like these readings that people do of me. She's like here, she's like, yep, I'm here, bitch. (laughs) What do you need? (laughs) Like that's her energy. (laughs) That's her energy. She's like, she's like, put your hands in the fucking soil. Mm. Your hands in the soil are the portal to the new world. Mm. Like put your hands in the soil, put your hands in the soil, put your hands in the soil, learn from the soil. And it just, for me in my mind and with my own personal history that with my grandparents and everybody in my family being a gardener, except mm. for me, just trying to keep my house plants alive. <laughs> my soil is right now is the internet. Mm. Like put my hands in the soil, transform my relationship with this material it's just technology. Plants are just technology. Mm-hmm. The land is like arable, you know, it's like very mm-hmm. fertile and it also yes. can just like, just like soil can become mm-hmm. deficient in minerals and yes. in nutrition. If you mm-hmm. don't take care of it, if you don't like tend yes. to it, I feel like that's mm-hmm. totally what's happening with the internet right now. Like we're having the Saturn yes. return of the internet and shit's fucking going down. Like, yeah. Yeah, we we gotta like kind of take back our power in yeah. this thing, and I'm totally guilty of being like, I hate Instagram. I don't want to be on Instagram, but I feel like mm-hmm. there are so Same. many people that I that find me there and that rely on me or whatever. Like, look forward to me being there. That I feel like mm-hmm. I have some responsibility to be there, and it's important to be there. But I don't like it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, why am I giving away my power in that way? Like, mm-hmm. what is up with that? Mm. Yeah. I'm surprised that you don't like like Instagram. I have had to shift my relationship to it. I think that's what it is. It's like I just feel really neutral mm. sometimes, not all the time, about Instagram. Like it's just a – it's a portal mm-hmm. to me. And I go th- – I'm just there for a very specific reason. Mm. And I've even had people be like, do you have a personal Instagram? I'm like, no, I don't. I <laughs> This is my personal, this Mm -hmm. is my personal, I'm in the business of helping people bring their dreams to life Mm -hmm. in really practical ways. I'm here to like do this work on the internet Mm -hmm. and I don't owe anybody like 
photos of me and my boo thing. Like, <laughs> but when I do share, it's fine. Like yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But my relationship with Instagram is just, I'm here to do the work and I'm here to connect with people in authentic ways. Mm-hmm. And that's the most authentic that I can for this time and this material and what we've got going on here in the internet. And then the rest of it's just like, okay, cool. Peace, deuces. <laughs> I don't know how to say that well. No, I think that My, what, how you're or, articulating it is exactly it. It's like, mm-hmm. it is what we've kind of like the umbrella of this conversation, right? Is like, there's complexity and nuance and it's all the things at once. It can be like mm-hmm. a, a loving and a hating and a neutral and a like activating all at the same time. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how do we do that? And also like change our minds about it. Mm -hmm. For a long time, I wanted to just be like my most authentic self on Instagram. And (laughs) I think, you know, there was a part of me that was like, I'm not curating. I'm not like just showing the best parts of my life. I'm showing also when I'm having bad days and my toe hair, you know, like I'm showing me and all like my messy glory and whatever. (laughs) And I was like, but I'm still curating this because it's not like the Truman show 24 seven, you know, all me all the time. Like, you know, talking to my accountant, like after I haven't showered and I've been like working on my computer all day, like that's not on the internet. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of thinking about it in a different, like changing my mind a little bit. And like, I want to be authentic, but there are are also so many characters and archetypes that I play. And like, Mm -hmm. I can be an authentic version of me that is a kind of a character or role in this Mm -hmm. other hologram world, right? Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? Is that fun? Does that maybe like preserve some some more of my authenticity in this real Mm -hmm. world too? Like I'm, I'm wondering these things and I, I don't have an answer. I'm just like kind of grappling with them myself. I hear you. I'm same. Like, cause I used to run around and, and like when I was a touring musician post COVID COVID, <laughs> I was that too. I don't know. Pre COVID, but also post COVID. If you, if we're talking about in the <laughs> I'm future. I'm still a musician. <laughs> <laughs> still a musician. Still out here writing songs. I don't know if I'll ever tour again, but who knows? I was a nobody. To, anyway, whatever. Anyway, when I was in the scene, the music scene, there's like, when you're in the music scene, there's like, you know, all the, the, the cats who are like smoking the cigarettes at the punk bar. Cool kids. And you're like, yeah, the cool kids, like, the, you know, like the leather jackets and the Doc Martens. Yeah. Cool kids. <laughs> and everybody's got the vibe. Yeah. You know? And I thought, you know, I was kind of a part of that world. Like I just sort of like walked along the fringes, but there was like this energy of like, yeah, show yourself in the, like an with a picture, a selfie in the, in the punk bathroom with all the, the stickers and the writing on the wall and the no mirror over the toilet and there's no toilet paper and show yourself with your homies. And oh my God. You're like, taking me back. You're taking me back and I don't want to be there anymore. Like, oh my God. I feel like I keep taking you back to all these places. You're like, no. I'm like, I'm 32 now. I can't do that stuff. I don't, surprisingly, these are 30 year olds. So Anyway, I just, I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't need to, like, I, there are people who like think I'm a little fake and I'm like, well, you're going to get what you're going to get what's in stock today because (laughs) (laughs) 
You're going to get what's in stock because I don't have time to be curating my whole life for you to show you all of my insecurities and fears and failures and all of that. Like I will show it when I feel like it's appropriate and I want to share and it feels purposeful and it feels intentional. But like most of that, my inner circle gets, Mm -hmm. my inner circle has earned that from me. Mm -hmm. Strangers on the internet have not earned that from me. Uh, No. And (laughs) like hard no. No, period. No is a complete sentence. And yes, here's the thing. Like we kind of talked about the firestorm of the internet at the beginning of this of like, it doesn't really matter what you do, right? Like we've seen, I feel like COVID has been a really good example of like, oh, when influencers or people who live their life on the internet where a lot of people are watching, if they ignore that COVID's happening or they don't talk about how difficult COVID is, or they're like living their life, creating content, entertaining us, getting us through this pandemic. Cause a lot of us have been spending a lot of time living vicariously through other people on the internet. Mm -hmm. If they don't acknowledge the hard stuff that's going on in their lives, they get called fake. And then when Mm -hmm. they do, and they're like, you know what, this is going on in my life and it's difficult. It's like, what are we supposed to feel bad for you? What? Mm -hmm. Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't why I come here. I don't come to your page for X, Y, Z thing. All of a sudden you're an object. Exactly. It's (laughs) like, like, no, wait, but you wanted me to be more authentic because you said, but you said that you wanted, but you don't also, but wait, hold on. You only want to be inspired by me so I can only (laughs) share what's inspired. So, but what? And uh, uh, and there's also so many more layers of that of like, I feel like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of internalized misogyny that happens on the internet where we are like ripping down other women Mm -hmm. because like they have things that we want and because we're mad about it or, or something Mm -hmm. else or there, there's something else there. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot. There's just so much stuff. There's the classism like that exists, the racism, the sexism, the the cis sexism, like, you know, all of it. (sighs) Yeah. All of it. Mm -hmm. All of it. It's there. It's there because people are there and we're in a portal. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a freaking portal that like, for some reason is magnifying people shit Mm -hmm. as much as it's magnifying people goodness. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's pushing those extremes. I feel like that's been really clear with some of the media that's come out lately around like what these algorithms sort of do and they, they push us to the edges, right? They push us to the fringe and we've seen that with QAnon in the wellness space and how many wellness quote unquote wellness and well-being influencers and people have adopted that kind of language in order to get more followers, which is Mm. probably like the grossest thing. I think it's like, it's just, it's not, who knows if you really believe in it or not, but it's from many of the media that I've seen, much of the media I've seen, I should say, these people are admitting like, well, my page has never been more popular. So I'm just going to keep talking about this stuff because this is what goes viral. And that is, that's so wild, you know? It's wild. It's gross. But it's hard to look at. But that's also, I think kind of, we see that with cancel culture too. Like if you cancel someone, you get a lot of play, you get a lot of press, you get a lot of attention and eyes on you. And if we live in an attention economy, then that is a form of currency. And yeah, yeah, that's like interesting to start thinking about. I've noticed that. I've noticed, I just feel really 
for some reason right now, I just feel really thankful to have narrowly escaped the wellness industry. <laughs> Do you think that, okay, that's a good question. Do you consider yourself to like be in the wellness industry? No, but I've had a lot of clients who have been, mm-hmm. who are and have been. <laughs> and who are leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some of them are, have been major players and I'm like, and they may not be clients anymore or whatever time has elapsed Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at it now. I'm like, Ooh, wow. I'm so glad that my projector were uh, acknowledged. I am so glad it kicked in when I was like, Oh, I'm needing to cut down my, my work time hours. Yeah. Something I'm like, wow, (laughs) wow. It's real out there. And I, don't mm-mm. how do y'all do how are you in the wellness <laughs> that's a good question how do y'all do it yeah how do y'all do it I don't know I don't know how people who are like deeply immersed in the wellness world do it I think I don't know I don't know if I'd call myself a wellness person these days I think I started using the word well-being instead of wellness like two years ago mm, just because wellness felt like bikini body guides and matcha lattes and adaptogens mm-hmm. and cool girls club and Ooh. skinny white ladies, you know, and affluence. And mm-hmm. I kind of just first off found that that to be really fucking boring. Like if I had to listen to another wellness mm-hmm. podcast, I was going to poke my own eyes out because it's like the same people saying the same shit. And maybe yeah. that's how people feel listening to this. I, I sure hope not. But I just was like, this is so boring. I can't so listen to this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't care how many chia seeds you put in your smoothie. Like, I don't care yeah. about how amazing your poops are. Like, I just, this isn't interesting <laughs> to me. Like, what about, like, where's the flavor? You know, like, where's yes. the, <laughs> where's the, like, what matters to you? There's yes. gotta be more that matters to you than this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like not to make anyone feel small, but I just like, I just couldn't. Yeah. I just like, that didn't feel aligned anymore. So well-being is like kind of what I talk about and what we talk about holisticism and mm-hmm. more spirituality, I would say, but also well-being through business. And like, how can we mm-hmm. be, how can we create a world that is more well, that is more healed or promotes healing through the work that we do and living on purpose and and especially like teaching people who are healers in the work that they do mm-hmm. not just energy healers but you're a healer in the work that you do mm-hmm. to reach more people without burning themselves yeah. out again have longevity in their work so that they can yeah. help over their lifetime more people do what they're here to do mm-hmm. So long story short, I have no idea if I'm in the wellness industry or not. Maybe anyone listening can text me and tell me my in wellness. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Questions that need answers. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just to be honest, it scares me. That is definitely a part of the internet that's, I'm just like, I don't know. It's kind of reminds me of high school a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm, that's my crew. Mm. I don't know if I have a crew. Yeah, I just want to, like, I don't know if it's not about love, if it's not about, if it's not about love, if it's not about, like, growing the earth into, like, beauty. <laughs> I don't know. Like, mm. like real, like, just that human, I don't know. I don't really know how to put words to it. It's hard for me to, like, want to be a part of it. Mm. So, like, 
with the Instagram thing, it's like, yeah, I don't feel like I owe anybody, you know, entertaining content. <laughs> <laughs> Unboxing videos. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I actually love unboxing videos. <laughs> I take it back. Okay, okay. We owe them <laughs> unboxing videos. <laughs> but yeah, I like I don't even feel like I owe anybody like my sense of humor. I don't owe them any of that. Mm. Like and I can and in that I can still be my true and authentic self. My humor style is under the breath. <laughs> I say a lot of things under my breath. <laughs> my friends are like, what <laughs> did you say? <sighs> it's like, it wasn't for you. It was for me. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. The internet, whatever. It's a portal. It is. What do we do with it? It is. And I think that like you so perfectly stated, it, it, things are just changing state. They're just changing mm-hmm. state. And mm-hmm. that's, we have to just, the internet is like this little cloud, you know, um, <laughs> it is a web that's like constantly, Sweet baby cloud. yeah, it's just like changing and evolving. And it's like, Whoa. I mean, like, I feel like internet is like the fifth element, you know, it's like mm-hmm. earth, wind, fire, water, internet. internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, it's, it's changing its state all the time and we just need to like, yeah, always be dialing it in. What is, the temperature right now? What does this need? Mm-hmm. Where can I add or where do I need to like subtract or take away from where, like, how can I call this? Like, yeah, I don't know. Be intentional. Yeah. That's curation. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Like curate your feed. <laughs> I'm not mad at a curated feed. Okay. The branding expert says curate the feed. <laughs> I just, I'm not mad at it. Just, you know, be real about it. You know? <laughs> Uh, yeah I think that is that's the thing like just acknowledge that that's what you're like it's okay to not be like a hundred percent messy and it's okay to like want to have a curious a curated version of yourself there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that Mm -hmm. yeah but don't try to pass it off as like this is this is what I'm like when I am after 8 p.m. and I have my PJs on. I just always have a professional <laughs> photographer and a ring light. Like, it's just my authentic vibe. <laughs> I'm always drinking chia seed smoothies all the time. <laughs> my bowel movements are immaculate. They are perfect. <laughs> that part. That part. Okay. Everybody knows. Like... <laughs> Stop trying to pretend. <laughs> I just feel like if you're like, at least if you're just like, tr- like if you are honest about like being a human, we don't need much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like as a society, like I don't need to, I like, I hate it kind of, kind of hate it when people walk up to me and they're like telling me their whole, everything they, that happened yesterday. I'm like, it's not even the whole life story. It's just like. <laughs> all the details of what happened yesterday when I say, how are you? I didn't ask you. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't ask you. Did you think this was an invitation for something else? 
<laughs> Did you think this is an invitation for therapy? Because that's not what this is. <laughs> I just, this is an, I don't care just, about your toenails. <laughs> I just want my coffee, ma'am. Like this is all I want. <laughs> like you can be like, yeah, I'm not having the greatest day without being like, yeah. And the ants behind my house, we had to <laughs> terminate them. And I lost my keys and it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I care about it, but I don't at the same time. I care about you. I don't care about all the details of your life if I don't know you. Mm. Those are my boundaries. Yeah. And like, that's that's fine. There's probably someone out there who's like, oh, I would love nothing more than to hear about the ants. Like, I love, tell me more about that. I am, you're, yeah. you're not that, those people. We are certainly not. Fly that flag. Like, Fly that flag. You do you, babe, but that ain't for me. I mean, I can barely reply to a text message. So like I get overwhelmed when my friends are like, hi. And I'm like, I need a day. I'm so sorry. I just like need, I'm just not like my friends know that about me now because I literally have 40. I talk about this on the podcast, but I have like 40 messages in my inbox on my texts right now. I have 1,100 emails in my inbox that are all Mm -hmm. like wanting, you know, that they're like emails that I should reply to. And I just... I need my space, you know, mm-hmm. I need like mm-hmm. my own boundaries and my own, I need to reply when I, I can present, be present and reply to them. And like, exactly. Sometimes it sucks, exactly. but also that's the truth of where I'm at right now in my life. Hopefully it'll change eventually. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing the internet makes really difficult. I would say mm-hmm. like boundaries like that when you, are like, I know that I have a name on my inbox from you, but, and you're looking at my stories and you're watching me like read a book and I'm certainly not replying back to that email right now. And it's exactly. like, Ooh, this is interesting, interesting mm-hmm. choice prioritization or choice making to like have people see inside of your priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, come on in and look. Cause <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'm just so okay. Sometimes I do feel awkward to open up a DM, and so I try not to open DMs when I don't have a space to. Same, but like, but if they if they saw the little scene at the bottom, and it's taken me 24 hours to get back to them, I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get back to them in earnest. Like if, if it's something that I really, someone that I care about or like, I care about, I care about everybody. <laughs> the Aquarius cares about everybody. <laughs> Aquarius, is it your Aquarius moon or your Aquarius rising? Aquarius moon. Yeah, there moon. you go. <laughs> and I want to be fair, which is the Libra rising. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm a Gemini. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so take that as you will. <laughs> exactly. So know that I care about you even if I left you on red. I'm gonna get back to you within three to five. Bu- I used to have that on my contact contact form. I'm gonna get back to you within three to five business days. When people have an auto respond responder that says that, I'm not like upset. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need to know. Like I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> get back to my email mm-hmm. when you get back to it. But Mm-hmm. I know that not everyone has the same laissez-faire attitude to email correspondence that I do. So mm-hmm. I get it. But it just feels like, yeah. why do we need to justify like how we choose to take our, to make our time and to prioritize our life and to make choices? Like, again, I didn't consent to you emailing me. So <laughs> why am I like, 
I, I didn't, I, or even when someone texts me, like I didn't consent to this conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't like owe you <laughs> a reply necessarily. Ex- like exactly. I don't know. Even if, if we're friends, even if you're my family, like I think it's mm-hmm. okay to have boundaries and you don't need to be like resentful, yeah. but like, I don't know. Yeah. Just to be like, just a gentle, like a gentle uh, layer, a gentle jacket as Miriam Hasna calls it, a light jacket her. of energetic boundary. I love her so much. <laughs> I'm in her program too. I love all of y'all. <laughs> I love you all. And it's just, she calls it a light jacket. Mm. It doesn't need to be like a, a like a fence mm-hmm. with barbed wire, mm-hmm. but just be like, you know, I'm going to stay in my own experience <laughs> and continue. And when I'm ready, I will respond to you. Mm. Right. And it's like, okay, sometimes like some things need more urgent response, but I only give that response when I've cultivated inner safety. Mm. And that might be a whole other conversation, but yeah. like cultivating inner safety on the internet is a big freaking deal. And it also, yeah, like we need to have another conversation on this because I've already taken you way over time and I feel bad for um, no, crossing don't, your boundaries. But yeah, energetic <laughs> no. safety. It also is, it's like quicksilver. It slips through your fingers. You can have, you can feel that safety. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not safe anymore on here. Mm-hmm. How interesting. What do I do with that? What a cliffhanger we're going to leave this on. <laughs> I love it. I love a good cliffhanger. <laughs> Me too. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> it's great content strategy tip. It wasn't purposeful. It wasn't purposeful. Or was it? <laughs> Who knows? Or, we'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never tell. Well, you Join us next time. <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, you have an amazing podcast if people want to hear more from you. So where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at braveschool.co or at The Story Doula. And our podcast is everywhere. You can find podcasts. You're going to hear me and Davey talking about some shit, but also talking about strategy and magic. So Love it. Favorite things. Thanks for being with us. That's today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that you loved it. Go ahead and give Dajay a follow at The Story Doula and Founding Space on IG. And if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. We so appreciate when you spread the love. That's how we get found and discovered by you brilliant people and how we're able to bring even better guests onto the podcast. Because when we say, look at these amazing numbers that we have, we're able to get guests who are fucking cool, like Tajay and Michael of Old Ways and all the, we've been so lucky to get so many amazing guests already, but we really want to talk to people who you care about and who you're interested in and who excite you and delight you. Not the same people that you hear about over and over and over on the podcast circuit because that shit's boring. So please share this with your friends, rate, review, subscribe. We are so grateful when you give us a five-star review. Yeah, I think that's it. We'll see you on the internet. Okay, bye.